This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It's that time of the morning. We check in with Rick Forchuk and take a look at what's happening in theaters as well as the smaller screens. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, and we're starting with Thor. Yes, we are. Thor Ragnarok. Now, there is a lot going on in theaters this weekend because this movie will kind of right the wrongs of the box office over the last few months. This one is just selling tickets like mad. Uh, first, that title. We know that Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, God of Thunder, we know all about him, but what's Ragnarok? Well, it's not a place, but rather a piece of Norse mythology referring to a time when the worlds all end and the gods all die. Odin is gone, Thor, Loki, and all of the rest of them are gone, and a new cycle of life is to begin. This story is that of Hela, played by Kate Blanchett, first born of Odin, but exiled for thousands of years, who comes back to take over Asgard, home of the gods, and every other realm. She's a diabolical character and is referred to by Odin, played by Anthony Hopkins once again, as all-powerful. Well, the first thing she does is to destroy Thor's magical hammer. That's a bad thing. Uh, The story bounces around from realm to realm, introducing us to a series of characters in each place, beginning with a goofy-looking Matt Damon in an uncredited cameo. Jeff Goldblum is hilarious as the Grandmaster, ruler of a realm that mixes pop music with gladiator-style combat, and in which the in-house bad guy is the Incredible Hulk. He's stuck in his transformation for the last two, two years. He's been stuck in that body. Idris Elba is all business as Heimdall, trying to save the Asgardian citizens. Benedict Cumberbatch does a turn as Doctor Strange. And Luke Hemsworth, older brother of Chris, shows up in a brief scene. Now, the real key to this movie is that it does not take itself too seriously, with one-liners abounding, most of which were improvised by the cast as they worked through their scenes. The improv idea gives the movie a sense of camaraderie between the characters, making us feel that they're the real thing, not just a bunch of action figures. The story is credible, special effects are sensational, the fun is undeniable. See it on the biggest screen you can find, and remember that as a Marvel film, it has a setup for the next movie after the credits, so stay in your seat. 14A rating for Ragnarok. Great popcorn movie, Jill. All right, and a good reminder, don't uh, jump up and leave when the credits start rolling. Don't leave too soon. (laughs) All right. Uh, I keep seeing previews for uh, Bad Mom's Christmas, and it seems like it's just a good escape movie. Yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, if you saw last year's Bad Moms, which is a hard R-rated comedy about three suburban mothers who decide to ditch all that's expected of them and just go off on a tear, you'll get all that came before that, uh, and just about double that amount. The moms are played by Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, and Katherine Hahn. This time, the theme is Christmas, and once again, the moms are overwhelmed with all the expectations others have of them. Everything from preparing the perfect dinner to dealing with their spouse's Super Bowl parties. And if that's not enough, just a week before Christmas, their own moms drop in for them for a stay for the holidays, creating even more R-rated uproar. The moms' moms are played by Christine Baranski, Susan Sarandon, and Cheryl Hines, and their additional experience just adds fuel to the fire in terms of keeping their daughters and the men to whom they're married in their places. Uh, for this, from the same writing team and same direction team that created the Hangover movies, you'll know exactly what you're getting when you walk into the theater, and you may have forgotten all of what you saw and heard before you get out of the parking lot, 
but during the show, a raunchy time is had by all. Not recommended for those sensitive to a slew of sex jokes. The rating is 18A. That's A Bad Mom's Christmas. All right. Not really a Christmas movie for the entire family. A select audience for that one. Not at all for the entire family. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, move over to uh, Netflix. What's new there? Yeah, this is a good movie, The 33. It's from a couple of years ago, 2015. And, Jill, it's a mystery to me as why this based-on-fact film about the mine collapse in Chile in August of 2010 did not do well at the box office. 33 miners in a golden copper mine in a remote Chilean location spent 69 days underground while resources from all over the world, including B.C. and Alberta even, were brought to bear above ground to try to save them. Antonio Banderas stars as one of the key miners down below, trying to keep everybody together, positive and optimistic. As well as being trapped for more than three months while the world watched on CNN, the miners themselves got no cut of the proceeds made on their story. Not from the book, and not from the movie. A lot of money was made based on their ordeal, but not by them. Josh Brolin, Lou Diamond Phillips, also star in what's a well-told story, and I don't think it got the respect it deserved. The rating's 14A, that's the 33, it's on Netflix, Joe. No, you're, you're right, because you couldn't really ask for a better story, and here was a true story unfolding that uh, you couldn't ask for a better uh, better inspiration for a script. Yeah, exactly, and, and people stayed away in droves, have no idea why. It plays very well on Netflix, it's worth seeing. All right, so that one is uh, the 33. Uh, this one takes me back to, I remember when Do the Right Thing came out, uh, and I immediately started watching every Spike Lee film. I enjoyed this film when it was out. Yep, good movie. It's from 1989. Spike Lee wrote it. He directed it. The story is set in a tough part of Brooklyn on the hottest day of the year, inside a pizza joint that's been part of the neighborhood for 25 years. Danny Aiello is Saul. He's the owner. And uh, when race troubles break out with a regular customer, it all starts around the customer asking why all the pictures on the wall are of Italian-Americans when almost all the customers are African-American. The customer asking the question is played by a then 31-year-old Giancarlo Esposito, uh, whom Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul fans will know as the cool but very deadly Gus Fring. Interesting to see him back in the day. The rating's 18A. That's a Do the Right Thing. Good movie. Yeah, I had no idea that was Gus Fring. Huh, was who Gus knew? Fring. Uh, Crave TV has Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, the new series has set a record for Canadian viewing on specialty channels, Jill, and it's the hottest series currently running on Crave TV. So if you haven't gotten with the program, you can go back to the beginning and screen the two-hour-long pilot, which is just sensational, and then follow the fortunes of Discovery and her crew as they fight the Klingon Wars with the decade previous to the action that would follow with the Starship Enterprise. Excellent special effects here and a great story, very well told. It's rated mature, but it's good television, Joe. All right, that one is over on Crave TV. Uh, real uh, old-fashioned normal television. Yeah, normal television uh, tonight, debut of a new series that's called Ride with Norman Reedus. This new series kicks off with the Walking Dead star, who plays motorcycle-riding, crossbow-carrying Daryl Dixon, stepping away from fiction and doing some motorcycle-riding in different places around the world. In tonight's opener, it takes Daryl, I mean uh, Norman, to Spain, along with fellow biker Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan on the series, and was in a previous life Alicia's last love on The Good Wife. That's tonight at 8 on American Movie Classics AMC. Mm, Was he the investigator? 
Yes, he was. I he like was him. A private He's investigator good. and the love interest. Great character. Yes, yes, very good. And I don't know if you heard me saying this earlier, and we're not. Ta- we won't talk about this today. But have you noticed the the really bad made-for-TV Christmas movies have already started? Oh yes, they have. <laughs> they started on the W Network, and these are all Hallmark movies. You know what? There are thirty-three of them that Hallmark has made, Ooh. and they will air between now and Christmas Day. Most of them shot in and around the Lower Mainland. And uh, most of them, with lots of local actors getting work, they bring in a, a hired gun from the U.S. to be the star, and then uh, all of the supporting people are Canadians. So those Hallmark movies, yes, they're very, very cheesy. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, they start well. In the middle, it looks like all is lost. And then at the end, everybody's just fine. Exactly. And I didn't realize, too, I knew they were uh, filmed here, but I guess a lot of them are filmed in July. And yes. with the fake snow and the actors in their winter gear just sweating away. Yeah, well, the one in Ladner, I don't know if that's the one you're referring to, but uh, it was shot in Ladner Village, and um, it was shot in the hottest day we had in August. <laughs> And that was the day that they had the biggest snowfall in the movie. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, it was supposed to take place in Maine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, there you go. Ladner, Maine. Basically the same thing. (laughs) All right, Rick, always good to, to chat with you. We will check in with you next weekend. Thanks, Jill. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.